Welcome to Mommy and Daddy, the podcast where we discuss horror movies featuring children. Because parenting can be scary. And kids are definitely creepy. I'm Mommy. My name is Carol. I'm a writer, a producer, and a horse death puzzle. <laughs> My name is Josh. I'm a music publisher, a podcaster, and supposedly I killed myself the night Katie died. Oh, Josh. Mm. We're parents to a seven-year-old named Wu and a five-year-old we call Boo, and we love horror movies. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at MummyXDaddyPod. And remember to tell a friend about the show or leave us a review wherever you listen. We love to read them, and they help other creeps like you find the show. here but we're here at the bottom of the well that is summer (laughs) (laughs) we're at the bottom of the well the basement of your parents house yes we're in grandmom and pup-up's veritable well we are this is the closest thing they have to a well i think (laughs) we're in a basement a finished basement a finished basement (laughs) surrounded by sports memorabilia so much it's i mean in some ways creepy but because we know the person who collects it, it's, you know, endearing, but it is a lot to handle. Uh, it's, I, I think it's just great. It's looking great. It's all taken care of. It's, it's, no, tidy. it looks beautiful, it's truly. A, a passion. And through a door that you can't see is what looks like a staged for this very episode, unfinished room of storage, where it's just like a ladder against a wall, a rocking chair, <laughs> and a table full of VHS tapes. <gasps> Oh my gosh. Oh, I'm excited about this episode. Diddy. We have a, yeah, we're actually in a room with a TV VCR combo. combo. <laughs> and I really wish I could. Well, I hope it doesn't turn on. It is unplugged. I? You can see that it's unplugged. If it does turn on, <laughs> we know the ride we're on tonight. Um. Okay. But the most beautiful thing in this room, let's just not, let's not waste any time. Let's introduce our Shining number bright one. bright like a diamond ring. <laughs> Original guest of the pod, early childhood expert, mummy and daddy's number one fan, and my sister, <gasps> Monica Stanek. Hey! I am so happy to be here. <laughs> We're so happy you're here. We're this so happy is, to have you. This is a really um, wonderful thing about coming home in the summer is that sometimes we get to do an episode with Monica on her home turf. I think it's in her terms. On her terms. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it's got to be after seven. It's going to be at Grandma and Pop Pop's house, and it's going to feature. Well, it should have featured. It's going to be here. on the ping pong table. It's going to be which on the ping pong table, where we're all using as a desk right now, mm-hmm. like you do in a finished basement. That's okay. right. You know, I didn't think about it until we were just doing this very intro, but like, I could see the ring an instance of the ring happening right where we're sitting. Like this is probably what it looked like in the in the cabin 
of the with the teenagers in the that ring. cabin, the moss covered cabin. Okay, I'm just saying in the in this, let's face it, this is a '90s movie. The Ring, 2002. This is a '90s movie. You're right. So I'm just saying, like an instance, maybe not that instance, because you're right, the cabin, but like a finished basement. Uh, it's true. This movie does feel distinctly pre 9-11. A 24-inch TV, you know, like mm-hmm. a... Yes. A TV we all grew up with. A, 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 a con- Magnavox? Co- no, a a Panas- convex <laughs> Panasonic screen. Yeah. Here we are. I'm so excited to talk about The Ring. This has been a long time coming. Yeah. And but what- before we get to that, guys, got to touch base. How are you doing? Me? I'm pretty good, you know? I'm happy to be here uh made it i'm trying to remember the last time we did an episode i know you're always it's that's i feel like we could do a super cut of that it's it, feel it, it seems like we we may need to do more episodes <laughs> that's probably a good indicator at least to check in so i remember where i'm at yeah but um no things are good we're i'm happy to be here it feels like summer has officially begun yeah I spent and, the day at, at my uncle's pool yeah yeah eating so watermelon pizza not watermelon pizza. That was a comma in there. Uh, you know, had some fun tropical punch alcoholic beverage. Yes. Everybody got a little sunburn. <laughs> you know, we're just. Yeah. Yeah. Thunderstorm, lightning, right. board game. Oh, my gosh. Classic. Just a classic summer afternoon. Aunt Monica was there. Lou and Cuzzies. Goo. Oh, yeah. Lou and Goo in the house. The only thing that would have made it more perfect is if we popped in a random VHS tape into the old combo. (laughs) (sighs) Oh, that's so true. Uh, How are you doing? Well, you know, I'm feeling better. Feeling better. I'm feeling better because I'm on antibiotics because I got strep throat, as you know. I got strep throat while we were camping for Fourth of July. Mm. I fell ill. The, the first night, we were there for two nights, and I fell ill the first night and just kind of muddled through the day and then got pretty sick the second night. You were sick the I, first night? I Well, I, I had a really bad night of sleep. Not I, telling. She wasn't telling. Well, I thought it would go away because my throat was sore, but you're also in the mountains, and it's the smoke, it's the smoke from the campfire. And it's always dusty. It's Camping dusty. in California is very dry. Yeah, and I was like, if I just sleep it off, you know, but mm-hmm. it just didn't, no, nope. It was it was strep, but um, I will say, well, it still was a great camping trip, it's even true. despite that. I I the mean, kids were super sick. Yeah, the kids were <laughs> sick. The kids were sick. Yeah, it was um, great. It's a trip we would have canceled two years ago. Oh yeah, oh it yeah, we were thinking been... about that. Aunt Donna was out there with us. Um, we had other some other Victoria, friends stop by. Yeah. yeah, lots of people. Uncle Caleb. Yeah, well, you know, it's like they say. We've been through a lot of hard years out here. Mean winters, small halls, no fish. And that was long before the horses. See, when you live on an island, you catch a cold. It's everybody's cold. No offense, ma'am, but what the hell does that mean? (laughs) It means ever since that girl's been gone, things have been better. I couldn't believe you were having that conversation with our neighbor at the campsite. That was like a little too much information. I know. She really, I mean, no offense, but <laughs> what the hell does that mean? Um, but I do have a kids are creepy all right from <gasps> camping. 
Oh, man. The night that I fell ill. Yes, the kids were creepy. Well, specifically Boo. He's our creepiest one right now. Yeah, he's in the creepy phase. So I went to put him to bed and... Because I was feeling so... This was the first night. Okay. Um, when you were I, fake healthy. When I was... Well, I, I, I was hopeful. I was optimistic. Okay. When I went to put him to bed, I was also feeling tired. So I was kind of lingering, you know? I was like, oh, this, this air mattress feels nice. And I was just telling him I loved him. Like, you know, very last bits of bedtime. Just mm-hmm. you know, about to sneak out. And uh, he just was like I love you too mom you know kind of going on and like just kind of rattling on and then he goes I'm gonna be thinking about you when I'm in my grave (laughs) (laughs) like this real just like fact and I the thing is it's funny and it's creepy but it was so earnest like it hit me like uh ton of bricks and i teared up i mean it was really it was really intense right he's like i'm gonna like he really did mean like i'm gonna be thinking about you after i leave this mortal coil you know and i feel the same way obviously um and so i was like me too honey i was like and he's like oh you're crying and i'm like it's just it's just it's a lot and he goes you're crying yeah (laughs) he could tell i mean it's it's weird you know it's like kids acknowledging that your your parents are crying it's 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 heavy yeah so but he goes he goes i know i know it's too much it's too much oh yeah he's like he's like not that not that what he was saying was too much but like the experience of this emotion is too much he's like it's too and we were laughing it was it was creepy and it was a creepy moment but it was also just really it was intense i started off a conversation about an upcoming solar eclipse that had goo and i sobbing in the car really well both yes, of you yes oh because we just started talking about like space <laughs> yeah the wonder of like oh. being alive and i was like have a good piano lesson <laughs> <laughs> sorry amazing oh, i love carol's to know. dream that you get to cry with your children <laughs> One day they'll cry too. into the void together. No, I don't want them to cry, but they will. I mean, they will. I mean, he he was wiping his eyes. Mm. He, you know, but, and it's so cute when they're like actually crying, you know, like when they cry over turns and sharing and stuff and these big, big tears. But when, when Boo is crying for real, he just wipes his eyes very modestly, you know? Yeah. It's a lot more rubbing your eyes. Than yeah. It yeah. Yeah. So that was a moment. That was a moment from our camping trip. Our that kind of kicked off our summer. And then we two days later after we went camping, we traveled to the East Coast. And here we are in Grandma and Pop's basement. And we're going to talk about the ring. And I'm so excited. I just really want to get into it. Um so I think before we do, I need to read a recap. Okay. Are you um, gonna read a recap? Yeah, because some people in this world who have not seen the ring and the reason why they haven't seen the ring is because lots of people 
who have seen it say it's the scariest movie they've ever seen. That's but we'll right. get into that later. We did talk about it last episode. Yeah. That recently, no fewer than a couple of people <laughs> said to me, they haven't watched any scary movies since seeing The Ring in the theater. Yeah. And they're too scared to ever see another scary movie. Yeah. And that was so... It was wild thinking about that while watching this. But if anybody hasn't seen this movie, let's turn to our favorite friend, Under the Equator. <gasps> Claudio Carvajal. Oh, my guy. <laughs> of course. I mean, this is his wheelhouse, Claudio. You're so I can't right. wait. I actually didn't even read it yet. I just got so excited to, to just know that he was there to catch us as we were like falling down this well of recap. So you know what I made my little song. Mm-hmm. I couldn't help the song about the the people on IMDb and Monica and yeah. yes, yes. Uh, the yeah. the creeps of Mummy and Diddy. <laughs> That's right, all of our <laughs> our creepiest creeps. Uh, yeah, Monica on the show, I guess, is really what do you call it when you're like of multiple degrees or multiple titles? You're like a, a hyphenate. Yeah, you're a multi hyphenate on yeah. the show. <laughs> <laughs> first guest of the pod yeah creep only <laughs> only guest of the pod for a while they got yeah unfortunately usurped but still favorite i'll allow it thanks <laughs> well i have a question for this is now i'm, I'm gonna turn this into one piece of trivia because our two biggest contributors <laughs> to from imdb are claudio carvalho <laughs> and nick reginas okay um I, we should always know not his name <laughs> uh I mean, it is. It is his name. I mean, Isn't it's it? like Rignos. It's not no, Regina. No, it's Like <laughs> Pizzeria Regina in Boston. That's how they say it. It's Regina. Okay. <laughs> it's Pagina. <laughs> Nicholas, get in touch. Um, we've been asking you to. You've been ignoring us. Um, but Nick Reginus and Claudio Carvalho have the most they've each done thousands of movies i don't have that number in front of me anymore but i do there's only one movie that we have done on this show that they both have summarized oh my god i'll give you each three guesses as okay. to what it is and okay. it is not I'm pulling the up the website mummyxsteady.com by it by the way pulling up the website god deeply unfair advantage to you as the host and the only one with a laptop in front of you well I'm just gonna. It's because they. Uh, okay, and you know what? I'm, I'll just guess. Yeah. <clears throat> I'll just guess without looking. Insidious. No. <sighs> you have a guess, Monica. Oh man. I'm gonna say Pet Cemetery. Ooh, good guess. No. You each have two more guesses. Back to you, Carol. The Black Phone. Ooh. <laughs> Sticking with Ethan Hawke on this. <laughs> No. Also, Stephen King, well, his son. That's true. It all counts. It's all I think it's all counts as Stephen King. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Monica. I like this. Head into the podcast section of the app. I am Megan. Oh no. I think it's older. Is it older? Older than Megan? For... I mean, is it an older movie? No. No. For your last guesses, that's the hint I'll give you. Or I'll give Monica a hint as well, but you burned yours. Well, I really wish I'd made it more specific. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll just guess Evil Dead Rise. No. Monica, can you wow. steal this? 
Wow. And do you, would you like another hint? I mean, I'll t- always take another hint. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> I thought you would have one. Oh, why Pet Cemetery <laughs> pause? <laughs> Good point. Uh, why Pet Cemetery gave me pause is because, because this movie does heavily feature an animal. Give you pause. <laughs> oh man, now I'm looking. I'm not hundred percent sure. Another animal. Yeah, it'd be crazy if you were. I guess I'm going to say, oh, animal. Is it the witch? It is the <gasps> witch. Ding, Monica. Ding, 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 ding. Oh, Queen wow. of games. Yes. I do love a good <laughs> trivia. Yeah, I love to talk, film, discuss, to critique. <laughs> you want to see a film with me? <laughs> That's well actual done. audio, Claudio, and uh, you only hear Claudio. Well done! Voice. Wow, the yeah. witch. Good for them. Good for our boys. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's read the. I should read the recap, right? Read the recap. <laughs> the <laughs> longest segment of our show. <laughs> we tried to rein it in earlier, but it's clearly gotten out of hand. Here we go. Rachel Keller is a journalist investigating a videotape that may have killed four teenagers, including her niece. There is an urban legend about this tape. The viewer will die seven year, seven days after watching it. If the legend is correct, Rachel will have to run against time to save her sons and her own life. Mm. Okay. That's a pretty good recap, actually. That's, that's not... Yeah. Not bad. That, that all happened? Uh-huh. Wow. Good job, Claudio. Certainly, no, no shade so, there. Yeah, yeah, it gets all the major points. At first, I was going to take issue with the race against the clock, but it is true because it's, mm-hmm. yeah, it's only if it's true, it doesn't get into whether or not she watches the tape. You got to watch the movie to find out. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it's implied. She does watch the tape. She watches the tape. It's true. Okay, guys, now's the time to, to leave if you have not seen the ring. And you want to, because we are going to be spoiling the dark, dark well water out of it. Okay. (laughs) Just like that. Just like that. So, Joshua. Actually, no. I'm going to treat our guests to to the first spot here. Monica, did this movie scare you? It scared me a lot the first time I saw it. Mm Mm-hmm. I know I saw this in the theater. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I may have seen it with Uncle Dieter. Mm. I wow. believe we Love did. Love that. And I remember this movie kind of starting a wave of um, remakes, but also the original... Like, yeah, right. the, grudge. the grudge and mm-hmm. it just started off like this it was it was a movie that i remember started off a wave of great horror movies it did yeah yeah the i was actually made uncle dieter uh rewatch this with me so how did that go and were you scared upon rewatching i mean no but we were not scared we actually had a very vivid remembrance of yes. the movie which mm-hmm. actually I think speaks very well to it. That's true. And one of the things that we were talking about, we were kind of reminiscing 
that the ring was the first time we had seen certain things that are now kind of like tropes or mm-hmm. really yes. common to horror movies that we watch now. Yes. And um, just about how almost, uh, almost to a certain extent where there's like the sixth sense was kind of like mm-hmm. you had to get everybody to see it because you had never yes. seen something like that before. Right. Yeah. Um, the ring was on that line. Yeah. Um, couple things were surprising because I didn't maybe rem- remember it as much, mm-hmm. but I still appreciated and really loved the just the whole look of the movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. It feels like all it is shot in like a gray, mm-hmm. dark. Yeah. And so therefore when she watches the black and white tape, it's like so it's striking yeah and i i it just i i yeah. really um did enjoy the rewatch mm-hmm. yeah yeah what, what were some of the tropes you noticed here do so the, jump to mind yeah so the first thing what that um we talked about was it was the first time i kind of saw that like jerky effect mm-hmm. where yes, like almost like contortionist jerky effect like mm-hmm. the inhuman movement thing and now yeah, yeah. people do that like uh, every. All, too much right agreed all the time and in fact like when i watched it i was like oh it's actually not that it's thing, not that. that much it, if right it's, it's more so, like the grudge t- it's more like juan mm. the grudge that movement I see what you mean. Where she's kind of just crawling out of, when she crawls out of the well at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. is way more like. It's almost more stop motion-y than it is. Yes, than contortion-y. But it did kick it off. You're absolutely mm-hmm. right. Because I think that's when all of a sudden we were all like sensitive to it, you know? Or it's like, oh, this is just, you'd see it in trailers and stuff and be like, here mm-hmm. we go. You start to, it started, well, at first I think it ramped up to such a crazy degree that it was like uh, body horror. And then it was like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, now we've seen this in yeah. every variation. I'm all good. We don't need to keep doing this for 20 more years. Yeah. And I would say another thing is there's a little bit of a twist. There is. There is. And I love that. I loved the twist upon rewatching. Yes. Didn't even care about it, I don't think, on the first watch. But this felt really good. Yes. If, right, like there's a reveal and a twist. Yeah. To be clear. Yeah. Yeah. It's like yeah. there's it does it has a good end. Strong ending. Yeah. Well, Josh, did it scare you? No, it didn't. I felt <laughs> but the same the first way. Time, of course, the yes, first time. Saw course, it in the theaters. I, I was reluctant to rewatch it a little bit, I mm-hmm. think. We were. But, we were very we were very uh we were nervous Nellies. Yeah. I think it's one of those or like why we have a couple other movies like that still on the list that are just like hereditary hereditary is the first one that jumped to my mind too yeah Yeah, i know i'm I'm kind of putting the brakes on that a little bit when you're you know you're like that's a big movie it's a good one for the show but it's also really scary so (laughs) i don't want to watch it again randomly like on a tuesday um it has to feel right, just like it yeah. felt right to rewatch The Ring. Yeah, this felt essential. Um, I do remember being scary. I was also very, um, I was very superstitious as a kid mm. and a young adult. So it made me, 
I think something like this really hit close to home. Yeah. Like I didn't even, I'll say this. I didn't even identify it as a chain letter movie until this viewing mm-hmm. because I was so much more worried about, like, I think even in the theater, I'm like, well, fuck, if I watch this, if I watch the, the watching the video and the thing, I'm going to die. You know, like, oh. There was like a little bit of that going on. And oh. I would have been 20 years old. So dumb. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Truly. And there, there was like a little bit of that somewhere in my head where I, like I've, you know, I shouldn't probably, yeah, you want to do the stuff. I, you know, I, I do, mm. I would not respond to chain letters as a kid. I would not. You're like, so now I have to bootleg this movie somehow. Yeah, and... I bootlegged the ring. Yeah. I've been selling copies. <laughs> Everybody, I had to do, I watched it on the plane. So I had to make like 200 <laughs> copies and sell them. It was, I did it just barely though. Um, but, you know, it wasn't, I remember it being very terrifying and I, I will say, though, yeah, like I, I do think the effects mostly hold up. Some of the CGI stuff mm-hmm. is is a little aged, but I think the video itself. Hey, if you're going experimental film, you, you can't really be dated. It's true. And I like the fact that it gets called out as student filming. Yeah. You know, where it's like, oh, yeah, <laughs> like you're, you're trying to be clever here. But there's and there's cool things they do with like the fly mm-hmm. is such a cool Oh yeah. In fact, that still works really well. Yeah. There's there's some bits in there that I think just like work are really great. And it is a fun thing, especially I think for I wonder how like a if did either of your kids watch it? Would they watch something like this? Oh, they are too scared to watch mm. anything. Okay. So like Lou, wonder, to be clear, yeah. Lou is fifteen and Goo is twelve. Yes. And we yeah. did not make it through the original poltergeist. <gasps> yeah. Wow. Nope. God bless your kids. How ca- that is amazing. I like all I it's all I wanted. It's like all I wanted. We just we would watch we'd have children of the corn marathons when I was age. You know, like we just wanted we wanted bloodshed. We wanted spooks, thrills, chills, thrills, frills. It does feel it. like a like a generational thing of like when you have your choices of with content, I think everybody does a gut check and is like, do I want this right now? Oh, I don't have to. Okay. No. Mm -hmm. Like, I think there is a lot more like our kids are certainly that way where it's just like, Oh, a movie night. Well, that means certain peril. So I think instead we'll watch, we'll watch a show. Any (laughs) show is better than watching any movie, Um, which is strange, but so it is. Yeah. Yeah. I, feel the same way as you guys. I was Did terrified. Scare you. Thank you. <laughs> I, I just, <laughs> moving along, we have so much to talk about. Um, but I, so yeah, thoroughly terrified the first time I watched it. Don't think I've watched it since then. Maybe we watched it in college, you know? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Uh, I yeah. could have done like a half rewatch or at Maybe some we point. had did like a midnight movie of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but on this rewatch, no, not scared at all. Certain things I forgot about. I really forgot about the whole horse death puzzle. Yeah. I, and that part I remember being terrifying to me when that horse falls over the boat. Yes. Um, and it was moment. still very scary in this one to watch. I didn't yeah. like it. Um, and I don't know how they did that. Visceral horse stunt. I don't know. How, I still don't know how they did that stunt. So I would love to know. I should have looked it up. I didn't. Mm-hmm. Maybe I will later. Anyway, the point is I have I have a very, I think, you know, correct but knee-jerk reaction. I'm sorry. Let me take that again. Mm-hmm. 
I have a very knee-jerk, but I think correct analysis of why this movie is not scary upon the second or maybe third viewing. Mm -hmm. What are the two scariest things in this movie? Monica, first scariest thing. The the movie. In this movie. Oh, the movie. movie. Oh, the movie's scary to you. I've always found it very off-putting. But the thing that you talk about, the two things that you talk about from this movie that are that everybody talks about from this movie. No one was, I feel like there's two moments. Coming out of yes. the well? Okay, coming out of the well and the face in the closet, the girl in the closet, yes. right? The girl in the closet when they when they you see Amber Tamlin's face and it's all like Arr. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. The jump, yeah. The jump, jump cut. cut. The jump cut. Yes. And the mm-hmm. reason it's not it doesn't hold up whereas I think when eventually we watch Hereditary again, I think it will still be terrifying because that's all about building, 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 building tension. The scariest, one of the scariest things about this movie, that face Mm -hmm. in the closet, is that it's a complete jump cut in a different scene. She's telling the story and then it just flashes on screen. And I could see how in a theater, I'm sure we all screamed at the time, but it's kind of a cheap move when you think about it, but it worked very effectively. I remember being like her face you see it for just long enough. It's it is very well done. The makeup for yeah, it, yeah, makeup looks great. And you're not expecting it at all. Like it's right. not. You're expecting her to just be dead, you know? Because there's that pool of what well, you find out later is water, right? Right that we see, and I think you assume when she's coming up the stair or her friend is coming up the stairs to find Amber Tamlin is that that's blood, right? Right. It's like oh, it's a pool of blood seeping out from yeah. under the door. It's like nah, just some water, right? Yeah. It's very off-putting. Yeah. I just feel like that is why it got everybody. It got everybody so bad because they're just telling a story and it does a random flashback jump cut to that girl in the closet. And then, um, yeah, like there's a lot of tension around the, around the, um, the movie itself is creepy. The horse death is creepy. But the other super scary thing is her coming out of the well, which like you said, no one had ever seen before. So that's the other part of it. No one had ever seen that. Like that was just not done. That like that effect. You yeah, know? it's true. And I so think everyone's it, like losing their minds at that. And point. some good job, I think of blurring that line between what you're seeing on video and what's happening in real life with the, starting with the fly with the, now the effect that's aged out is when she crawls out of the TV. But, I think otherwise. Oh yeah, that's what I mean. When she crawls out of the out of the well on the TV. But then the part out of the TV is the part that I think is like tough to. It, at the time, was genuinely terrifying, and now just doesn't look good enough. Yeah, to yeah, be, yeah. To to sell it as well, it's like her coming out of the well. Just that change in what you've seen to the like the, the video itself is mm-hmm. a living thing. Mm-hmm. You know, is is what it makes that initial like blurring of your reality lines to where I think Mm -hmm. as a viewer, you're like, God, what am I in for? You know, like anything could happen that, that feeling, which is like the best for horror movies. Yeah. Um, One thing that did scare me still besides the horse falling off the boat was her falling into the well. That was crazy. Naomi Watts falling into the well. It's like, you'd be dead. Like your neck is broken. Like, (laughs) and like the sound effects are terrifying. You're like, you just fell down a concrete well, and then she's like, "I'm here." I'm like, oh, cool! You're she's alive. Fine. You she's can fine. talk. I told him it was an accident. 
that is really an awful that that sound it seems deeper than anything anybody yeah. could ever fall down and feel yeah good. and i totally forgot how she got in the well so that was a fun part to rewatch yeah. i i admit there were things that i like there were beats that mm-hmm. i remembered but i had completely forgotten how we had got gotten to there so Same. i was enjoying yeah the rewatch because i was like i know this happens but i don't remember yeah and um yeah Forgot about Brian Cox. Yes. <laughs> like all of that, which was, uh, yeah, there, there's a lot of stuff. And I mean, Cox. that part was bananas. <laughs> it is. I. It really is. Pretty but technology cool. is coming to kill you, Josh. Well, that's, that's true. You know, she falls down the well because the TV hits her into yes, it. The TV hits her into it. He kills himself by wrapping himself in wires. This is all. Holy shit, y'all. Yeah. Wake up. AI. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Can I tell you something that did genuinely creep me the F out yes. while I was watching this movie? No, save it for another time. Okay. <laughs> I look down at my watch buzzes. I look down at my watch. I had completed my stand goal for the day. Oh, and no. what does the activity ring look like when you complete <gasps> oh, it? <laughs> no, just the one blue ring. Yes, I literally. Uh, okay, I that's kind it, of cool. It was so creepy. I've been waiting to tell Josh this oh, for weeks. My God, we watched it a while ago. She hasn't um, stood up since. No. <laughs> <laughs> if I do, I'll die. <laughs> um, but it was very creepy. It's crazy. We also didn't talk about the fact that this is a PG thirteen movie. Yeah, I and got a little worried when you said that. Same. Because I was like, oh, this there's no way it can actually be scary. Yeah. But it was. Um, can I read you something for the Humane Society about the stunt? If you must. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> what you on said a- about the stunt, I got very excited. I do want to know how they did it. So they have they have a database on here. Claudio Carmphone. No, uh, they, they have a... Just a database that's maintained by the Humane American Humane Society that goes through films and, and actually just tells you how they did certain stunts so that people know that no animals were harmed in the making of this film. Okay, spooked horse. While on a ferry, Rachel approaches a horse being transported in a trailer and puts her hand inside to pet it. Like an idiot. Uh, truly. This like, is a d- classic She deserves to have her finger chopped off. Yeah. Not by the horse, just for punishment. That's no. right. That's right. Um, The horse suddenly panics, pulling free from his rope tie and kicking open the trailer's metal door. The frightened horse runs from the trailer and through several rows of parked cars. uh, Scary. Parked on the ferry, stopping only to rear up on top of the hood of a car, then jump over the next few. It eventually leaps over the side of the ferry, appearing to plunge to its death in the icy cold water below. Eight experienced stunt horses shared the carefully choreographed action of this intense scene. Each horse was specially trained for a specific action, such as spinning, rearing, jumping, and kicking. Thick wow. rubber mats were lining were lining the ferry floor to ensure the safe footing for the horses. Good. And all potentially harmful objects, such as vehicle side mirror uh, side door mirrors, were removed. A trainer hid inside of the trailer to cue the animal to strain against the rope, which was tied with a breakaway feature. For the rearing sequence, trainers lined the path from the trailer to the safety-enhanced car, directing the horse's action from off-camera. The horse's dive into the water was simulated by filming the animal jumping over a low rail in front of a green screen. The horse actually landed on a soft sand area. The dramatic effect of the horse leaping off of the ferry and crashing into the water was achieved by editing the green screen jump 
with a computer-generated one. No live horse actually dived off of the ferry. Wow. Well, this is this is good to know because uh, on vacation hmm. two summers ago, hmm. uh, we wound up taking a raft trip hmm. down the Ossible Chasm. Hmm. Which, that sounds death-defying. Well, Go on. it's funny you should say that because uh, it wound up being a more adventurous trip uh, the whole raft trip was supposed to be uh, about two hours, mm. and be- due to heavy flooding rains, the trip took fifteen minutes, and it was class three, oh class three rapids. Oh my god! We didn't have helmets. They told Goo to quote hold on tight. Oh my god! I would have actually peed myself. I would have peed my. Did you? But pants. wait, hold on. The reason why I bring this up is because they t- told us at the very end, you you end in this p- pool. Right. And they tell us a story about a movie from the 1920s um, that a real horse and a, um, a native to the area mm-hmm. for a film... They dove off of this cliff into this pool of water for the film. Wild hearts can't be broken. One shot. Oh. They did in one shot, obviously. Oh. They couldn't get the stunt man that they had hired to do it. He was like, absolutely not. Oh, my God. Well, this story has stuck with goo. Oh, my God. And whenever we talk about... Also brings him to tears. Our vacation. He, like, starts trying to tell this anecdote, but, like... (laughs) <laughs> not really getting it correct in the way that only kids can do. Amazing. Right. And he's like, every time we start to talk about like this rapid trip, he's like, and there was a horse. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> but there wasn't a horse at that time. It was a hundred years before yes. there was a horse. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. So um, I am so happy to hear that yeah. that is not the fate of the horse yeah. in the ring. Because that effect looked great. After even. all of my. Uh, uh, anti-CGI. They did a great... The fact that this is partially computer-generated is really incredible. Because to me, the best part of this effect is the horse's hoof, which they don't describe here, catches on the ramp. Yeah. That's, it doesn't clear. It doesn't clear. You know? And so... It, that's what makes it oh. so like visceral. It's like... Ooh, and he hits ooh. the side of the boat. Yeah. Oh. Brutal. Brutal business. Uh, the, oh, I have a question the, about... Oh. Sorry, this anecdote real quick. Mm-hmm. Are you saying... <laughs> Were you saying like an indigenous person as in? Yes. Okay. I wasn't sure if you were saying a person native to the area, like just a well, local Well, I'm going to tell hire. you the truth. Like it was a little bit, I kind of, I, I did say native to the area because I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent sure. Okay, there sure. was, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. I, you this know, was told to you by is, a rafting guide. This not is like, told yeah. to me by a 20 year old yeah. rafting guide who is her last day on the job. So I'm not a hundred percent sure, you know, all all of the details were yeah. um as one exact, last big sacrifice. Let's go. Asabal translated actually means horse death puzzle. No. Asabal King. See, I never do enough research. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> the horse loose on the ferry was giving me anxiety akin to what I know Monica experiences when she thinks about a squirrel or a ferret inside her car. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh the visceral i should have been taking a photo of that <laughs> it's giving me that the vibe i'm trapped there's a wild animal i'm trapped and it's i think it has to get out or i, I will i know i believe that fear started with uh my in theater viewing of uh tommy boy 
Okay, sure. Yeah, it's a good movie to fear. Yes, um, because a, 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 a deer falls asleep. Or, yeah. the, or they hit a deer. Yeah, hit a deer. Or it's deer. unconscious. Uh-huh. They think right, it's, but it's dead, dead, but it's not dead. Oh, my God. And that's where this all started. Oh, but, wow. That's really um, like, that's kind of... Both. So the thing is, to be clear, I am not a afraid of a squirrel or a ferret getting into my car. I am afraid of it getting into my car, falling asleep. Just like in Tommy Boy. And then waking yes. up <laughs> while I'm driving. Got it. That is, that is the... Like it sleeps through opening and closing the door, the sounds that the car makes as it turns on or all the yes. ding, dings and everything. Okay. No, it's it's a, yeah. it's a you turn like, on you turn would, on the mummy and daddy podcast and what yeah. I would think huh? I would Squirrels. think <laughs> that I would be able to like if a squirrel like got in my car when I was probably like no and just like run away right that's not yeah. the fear <laughs> right um can we talk about VHS for a second though Please. I'm yeah. a little bit worried while we're talking Tommy boy it seems natural once Go ahead. my kids. <laughs> If I can ever convince them to watch this movie, which I don't think I ever would. <gasps> you should watch it on VHS. The thing is, oh. I don't know if they could. I, like, it could they me, ever be it afraid? It made me so nostalgic. Because, right. like, we're not going to be talking about, like, haunted streaming services. No. No. There's, but, like, VHS tapes were such a source of anxiety. Yes. And the unknown in a way that our children will never know. Right, like a video store. You can go, you're touching the the case, you're touching the you're touching the you, you know, the physical movie, you're stacking them up, you're going home. You know, it's like a very tactile thing. They don't have any sure. relationship to a, a movie as a tactile thing. Where does the anxiety come in from? Oh, this? well, this is we're talking about your home video system where you got to tape stuff off. You have to the stress of like you have to be on time. You have to set the thing to tape. This was before whatever de- yes. DVRing and everything. So, and also you have to make sure that that tape is blank. Well, or do you? Or you no. purposefully tape over something that you know somebody will care about. This is what we're talking about. Okay. You, do you relate to the stress at all? A, a little bit. We we only had what, what turns out is called a VCP for mm-hmm. many years growing up. A video cassette player with no record button. Oh, oh, Josh. We had that. So austere. For, I mean, him. <laughs> this is my father in the priesthood, you know, living a life of austerity. He's going to hate yeah. that you said that. He's <laughs> like, no, we just got it. <laughs> yeah, it's just the one we got. I don't know, it's fine. It works. I, but you, we, would, we got somebody else's, like, hand-me-down VCR at some point that had recording capabilities. I was kind of the only tinkerer in this respect. They would try to hook it up so that it would work right and that you'd have all the functionality therein. But we didn't have instruction manuals, whatever. Ugh. I didn't even know if that what worked or what didn't about it. And I think I had successfully gotten it to record some things. But then there was a Adventures of Pete and Pete marathon Ugh. on Nickelodeon. One of the great shows, if anybody out there has never watched it. And of course, not available on home video. It was already done. I think yeah. it was like one of my favorite shows. This was an all day thing. So I got one of those super long tapes. You can do like really low quality and uh, get it to do like record for the whole thing. How long? Oh, are we no. Talking? I mean, you could get uh, it was like a six hour tape or something. What? If you, yeah, and did we ever have? I believe a lot of our, of the, a lot of the VHS were 
long running oh, because I had, I mean, we had a VHS tape that had like four or five movies on it. Yeah, exactly. You have, yeah. Wow. You, you, especially okay. kids movies or something like action movies easily, you know, you're only talking four and a half <sighs> to six hours wow. with commercials if it's that situation. Right. But so this, I left it running because we had to go somewhere. I didn't even to watch the marathon. I was just like crossing my fingers. And of course, came home to static. There was nothing oh, on the tape at all. Josh. Oh, It's all right. Poor little Josh. I the DVDs. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Forgotten all about it. It's no big deal. Now he's bragging. Um, yeah, but it was I w- what I would have done. What I would have done for a, a, VC, a working VCR yeah. as a youth. Because also, I think the only two VHS tapes we owned that weren't Disney movies uh, until I started buying them in like middle school would have been uh, The Fugitive and A River Runs Through It. Oh, uh, great choices. <laughs> Strong movies. I love The Fugitive. Still a, still an all-time great. That's not what you came here for, though. What's, what, what, what you got? What is, what's yeah. giving you VHS anxiety over there, Monica? <laughs> well, actually, your co-host, Mummy, is the source of a lot of my no. personal VHS anxiety. I can ne- neither confirm nor deny. Oh boy! Because I, I don't remember. I don't like we'll <laughs> say <laughs> that Carol. What did I do? Would often conspire with me. Oh yes, conspire. Yeah. To. Oh sure, just, I remember that. But yeah, I don't. Yeah. yeah whenever. So our our dad, our VHS, our. VHS recorder, def- we definitely have the record function because our dad is a bit of a completist mm-hmm. and okay. would tape whole seasons mm-hmm. of shows, mm-hmm. but never gave us a blank tape to tape anything. No. So Carol and I Not a pot would simply <laughs> pick a VHS tape mm-hmm. that looked really oh boring. Oh, God, we did. Okay. Forward to Fast forward to the middle. Where we hoped our dad would <laughs> stop watching. Never. He gives up on the single guy or something at that point. Oh, no, it was actually it was the the China, paper chase or okay. China Beach. Oh, I would never. Yeah, we did. We didn't touch the China no, Beach. No, wouldn't one. touch the China Beach. No, the the Recording. fine China paper Beach. Paper chase. We're but like, what is that even? Paper chase. We were like, this is so boring. He's never gonna watch this. <laughs> and so we would we would forward to the middle, tape what we wanted, yeah. and hope yeah. hope we were not discovered. Yes. Were you? I mean, uh, maybe he he might still, still have, have it. I hope. <laughs> but he never said like, wow, Paper no. Chase gets weird in the middle when no. all of a sudden oh, it's so, Wild Hearts Can't Be Broken. <laughs> so it's funny you should mention that about weird in the middle. So that, this is like my big VHS mommy and daddy story. Okay. So we really taped everything off of television. We had, va- I can count on probably one hand the number of VHS tapes that we owned. You didn't own oh, no. it. They were just way oh. too expensive. Yeah. yeah. So... Um, one of the most cherished VHSs for me was our taped off of WHYY. Uh, that is our local sure public P- PBS yeah. station. PBS right? station. Yeah. <laughs> um, Oliver, the nineteen uh, sixties yes. version. Okay. So Oliver is so long. I know you love musicals, and Josh, you know I how long it is. So I excited I to tell you that um, several VHS so tapes. Whoever <laughs> was watching this, and it was not me, but whoever was recording this during the intermission, uh-huh. um, changed the channel, 
and <laughs> That's right. they changed the channel and move uh watched the last five minutes of fatal attraction (laughs) (laughs) oh that's so good so this is my childhood experience (laughs) of oliver wow oh my my god God. intermission glenn close running through (laughs) the kitchen yes Uh bathtub yeah spring up Who will buy? <laughs> that's that's my wow. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And I just didn't even think anything of it. I just knew I had to fast forward until Glenn Close was dead, and then I could watch Oliver again. Right? Did you ever watch Fatal Attraction? Only the last five minutes. I've never seen, never seen the build up. Finish we we watched it recently, yeah. and this is really funny that you're reminding me of this because I can totally attest to this now that she said it. I probably wouldn't have remembered it on my own. That's how a lot of these things go down in our, (laughs) but like that I can picture every beat of that scene. That's crazy, Monica. I really would never have remembered that on my own, but I'm like, yeah, that seems so familiar, familiar, (laughs) but yeah. And it's terrifying. Also, it's a great movie. You should watch it. It's so messed up. It's so good. I you, you deserve love- to have more than the last five minutes. Yeah. Maybe you should enjoy the whole intermission. <laughs> yeah, you should. Go get the, a snack. The black the black screen with the interlude music. Yeah. yeah. Well, I just, I think the ring um, with... Thanks for bringing v- us back to center VHS, here. No, just the, the idea of like yeah. the VH, having VHSs in a random cabin that you're like, let's see what this is. And totally. it's not marked. Like, yeah. Yeah. You're kind of hoping porno. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, I mean, it's why they put it in, yeah. you know, but it's probably going to be like a kid's play or musical or something. Yeah. Like, sure. That, yeah. It's such a great, knew. such a great setup. Great setup. But, and then, and then, you know, <laughs> just the whole thing about like, if you didn't hit rewind, you were going to get fined. I know. And like, it's insane. If you didn't bring the VHS back to a certain place after a certain number of days. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like Seven days. Seven days. Wow. This is somebody yeah. just fed up. I mean, <laughs> it was just an inherently anxiety ridden oh my medium. Yeah. So it just works so And then so it was well. just tape inside it is weird to think about that geez you could lift up that little flap and in there is just ribbons of of tape you yeah. know that could also get messed up and oh, everything yeah. else very and weird could get haunted could also get haunted yeah. certainly that goes without saying um so should we talk about the parenting in this movie i think it's time okay josh what was the best parenting move of this movie to well, to recap we've got naomi watts is a single mom she has a small child how, how old do you think young? i'm gonna go eight years old aiden's eight no not even that old based on his art he's somewhere but he's a precocious uh, second grader okay so eight, eight. no eight is know, eight is second grade okay so aiden is a young child he's a youth and his his father, so this movie is actually 
pretty much parent trap when you think about it. Uh, his father is always in the picture in this movie, although never before, apparently. He does some sort of video profession, so she turns to him for help in this in this uh, um, investigation she's doing. Uh, but anyway, Noah, Aiden's dad, is always in and out of this movie. Oh, he's a photographer. Is that right? Oh, he's, he's a, a photographer, photographer at the paper. Oh, I think. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Because then she goes to the you she know does. video videography center at the at the paper, and that woman is like, "So what are we watching?" She's like, "You're not watching shit." Right. And then did you catch who his his new girlfriend is? Do you catch who that was? No. Did you not? Hey. As soon as I saw her, and I don't even watch this show. As soon as I saw her, I was like, "Isn't that the girl from NCIS?" So this actress's name is Polly Perrette. No, really? Yeah, yeah. And she plays as like 18-year-old yeah, intern. Yeah. She has such a look, you know? She oh, has the like... She does, yeah. she does. She has Almost the, a Selma like, Blair. She does. She has, a, she has a very distinctive look. Anyway, he's dating somebody else, but nonetheless is Aiden's dad. And they're sort of parenting. There's a babysitter. That's pretty much all you need to know about the parents in this movie, right? Is there anybody else involved? Those are all the parents. Well, well and then you the got the horse. You got the, the horse mom. The horse mom and, and the doctor on the island who with Duncan or whatever the the special needs oh, boy okay, who yeah. is on the merry-go-round. Oh right, right. Okay. Those are all the parents. But let's talk about Aiden. You could. Yeah. Really, it's about the yeah, parents. Yeah, because Samara, Aiden. there was not a lot of good parenting with the horse mom and Samara and the girl no. in the well. Or, so let's, let's focus on Aiden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I cannot wait to talk about all the creepy kid art in oh this movie. Oh, my God. We really should have sounded the alarm sooner in this episode because boy, oh boy, is there so much. It's dripping. And dripping with creepy kid art. It is where my best parenting moment enters the picture is towards the end. Uh, I thought that the best parenting moment was that Rachel let Aiden hang up his creepy drawing of his dead cousin on his nice. wall. Nice. Yes, Josh. You know what I'm saying? Yes. I thought that was actually the best choice. He One of his drawings is of his dead cousin who is, uh, uh, what's her name? Who dies in the beginning? The actor? Katie. Oh, Amber Tamblyn. <laughs> Katie, that you asked for the actor's Sorry, name. I Sorry. did. Sorry. I, uh, Amber Tamblyn. His cousin Katie, who dies in that opening in the cold open, right? She is, He's he's got it up on his wall. And I do think so many parents, movie parents, real life parents would say, that's too morbid, it's too creepy. You get that mm-hmm. away. You know, like we got to hide that for either for your own reasons or because you think it's going to mess up the kid or so on and i just really appreciated that she let him have it and even if it was through her own kind of absentee parenting that maybe so but still mm-hmm. didn't uh deprive him of it and i thought that was very good because i think it's important for the grieving process and especially for little kids to like yeah. kind of uh process that loss or have things that remind them of the of the deceased that's a really special thing so yeah. best parenting moment absolutely monica did you have a best or something that stood out as a good parenting move in this movie so i was really on the fence about how little parenting there really was in this movie and there was something that stuck out to me that i actually think i 
I think I might land on liking. Okay. <laughs> There's this part at the ver- where it tar- the very end. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, Noah is dead. Oh, yeah, Noah. And she bursts into the apartment and she's like, get in your room. And he's like, what? Why? Yes. And then I realized he has no idea what is going on. Right. And I was like, oh, actually, mm-hmm. he has not been traumatized mm-hmm. by... Yeah. A horse and a well and like right it, he's not a kid who's in mortal danger this right. whole movie he's actually just sitting at home drawing creepy pictures right so again not i do i do think that there was some very strange parenting choices but at that moment i was very struck that this is a kid who has not gone through the terror that she has yeah. and, and and she really did in a motherly way yeah protect him yes so true i love that yeah you guys have really good answers i feel like mine are a little obvious so i'm glad you had so much thought put into yours oh no yeah go ahead i well monica also just said my worst parenting moment oh what which was just yelling at him to go to his room oh oh <laughs> That's all. Just I the just, yelling. I just but I really, think your context around it is so great because I never yeah. I didn't even didn't even cross my mind. Yeah, it takes a real been, pro to be like to actually take the context of the scene. And <laughs> Well, for so many of these movies that we watch, the kids are just, you know, totally used as pawns or just, you know, it is gross the way some kids are used in horror movies. When it's done well, it's incredible. When it's not, it's gratuitous and we don't like it but in this movie he drives the plot forward and he is a little bit creepy and he you know mm-hmm. is he delivers the twist at the end so well um but yeah he's not ever in danger he's not ever being harmed you never have to see a child harmed we ne- we don't want that yeah we do not want that it's true what's your best parenting moment well i i was going to say um that there's kind of two things. Um, one is a simple move, but I, I noted it when I was mm-hmm. watching it, which is when she, when he has, when she has him make the copy. It's my favorite part. Of, it's act, that's actually my favorite scene of. I actually love that. Yeah, he, she makes his. She holds his hand and and has him do it and touch the tape. Mm. And I just and she's holding his hand while she does it, and I was like, that's really. It's smart because it's probably how it works is that you have to touch the button and touch the, you know. You have to do it. You have to do it. But she's there with him. She's not just like, I don't know. It's just a really sweet scene and also probably saves his life from the the demon that is Samara. Um, yeah. That's cute that that's your favorite part. It is. Of, yeah. It Aww. is. It's yeah. A, I actually remember that was one of those beats that I remembered from the first time I watched it that mm-hmm. I, I thought cool. I was like, Yes. Yes. Make sure he doesn't skip a part. Yes. Make sure he kids. doesn't pull a Josh and just get all static at the end. <laughs> Make he can't sure. even copy this thing. <laughs> Make Ooh. sure she, he, does, he tapes right over Paper Chase. <laughs> 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 but the other thing was that um, I really like how when he does deliver the twist and he's like, what? You helped her? She just immediately believes him. She's not like, no, no, no. It's fine. She, yeah. I saved yeah, nothing her. To worry about. Like yeah. I, I put her to rest. And he's, mm-hmm. but he, he's you don't like, understand how these movies work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she immediately believes him. She's right. Like he is a, 
he's a person in the movie. His opinions are validated. You know, like his yes. his thoughts are real. His pain is real. It's all, you know, part of the story and it's valid. Yes. And I really liked that. I thought that was a good, maybe not complete parenting, but I thought that it was a cool thing for so much, so much of the time this kid is like, you know, being dismissed and yeah. Totally. All right. But now, so we know what Josh's worst parenting move was. Mm-hmm. What about you, Monica? What did you think was the most egregious parenting move? There were many. And there were so many. You can just pick. I have a, I have a little one that's just funny. It doesn't have to be the absolute worst. Because let's face it. The I'm worst one go... is that, she, that he watches the movie, right? Okay. I mean, <laughs> that's the worst yeah. one. <laughs> <laughs> so what are some other bad parenting moments? I, I will say one. Um, from my uh, professional standing, mm. Mm. I was very irritated with her absolute consternation at meeting with the teacher. Oh, my gosh. I'm like, so glad you're bringing oh, this up. Oh, yes. Yeah. First of all, can we talk about the meeting with the teacher? I we Yeah, absolutely. Absolute fantasy. Your child is left at school. The teacher is sitting there with him. No. Five minutes after pickup time, you'd get a phone call. Okay. No teacher is sitting. But this happens so much in movies. This is a almost a trope of a scene where then oh, the- I'm sorry I'm late. I'm sorry I'm late. I'm so busy with work and you come and then you have a special little meeting with your teacher. Are you kidding me? No, that would never happen. I was, I was like- reeling at that scene but go ahead so her consternation with the teacher where she's like she was just like i don't have time to meet with you and then she's like no like he drew these things and i just yes. want to talk to you about him and he's like she's like so what who cares and i was like i i don't know if that's um really being appropriate with this teacher right. that's not being a real stellar <laughs> right being a, who's babysitting your kid <laughs> right. right while she has you know all this other work to do to prep for the rest of the week and whatever right. else yeah absolutely yeah that's a great call out oh good one okay well one of the funniest worst parenting moves i thought was when he's walking to school by himself in the rain and then he bumps into his father who he doesn't know his father right and you don't know it's his father and you're like what's about to happen right now because this child's walking alone Mm -hmm. to school in the rain like this oversized umbrella it was just it was just so creepy you thought what is he doing and what's what is this guy gonna do you know, like I, I knew what was going to happen, but like. It is very weird though, watching it trying to, because I didn't remember that. No. I didn't remember that he was his father or anything. Mm-hmm. So that was all new to me, mm-hmm. essentially. And so, yeah, watching that scene, it was like, what the, what was that? Yeah, like, this weird interaction. Happened? He like looks up, he tilts the umbrella back, he looks at him. He's like, what's up, dude? And he just goes on walking, like ignores this guy who you're like, who, what, what is this? Yeah. So the general lack of childcare, because there is that other scene where he's just like asleep on the floor and you think something's happened to him, but he's just, he's just like, you know, he's fallen he has fallen asleep in the middle of the room. And it leads you that one, those two moments, you at least as a parent, I'm thinking, who is looking after this child? She's at the cabin. 
She said, the cabin just going to take a nap? Who's with your child? The teacher? Is she babysitting? Is he staying overnight in the bed? <laughs> like, who was the there? babysitter? I know, I know there was one a, babysitter. Call an audible who here. Was, and... Who was uh, Sarah Rue? Oh, Sarah Rue. Um, I'm, I'm, I... From whence does she come? Who's Sarah Rue? I'll like ask. A, like an early aughts face person. Okay. I want to see more. Hmm. Oh, top cast. See, they only say top cast. Hold on. Hmm. She had her own. She was on many things. Oh, yes. Yes. And I knew I just recognized her face immediately. Hmm. No offense, ma'am. But what the hell does that mean? (laughs) Actually. It's mummy and daddy's totally awesome. Where are they now? Okay, so do you know, like, did you know then and do you did you know now? These are two separate questions, I guess. Who plays Samara? No, no, I don't know anything about this. As soon as you said that, I feel like I think I should know, but I don't remember. Okay, she's actually has a has a great list of credits from that time period. Oh, and all from that time period. Yes. Um, yeah, like now, nothing, nothing crazy. But she's she was a voice in a video game oh, in 2016. That's, I think, her last thing. So nothing recently. She's doing something else. Biggest thing in our life? No, I shouldn't say that. Biggest thing for me. Biggest thing in her life. <laughs> biggest thing in her life was this movie, for sure, was The Ring. Oh, okay, okay. That's good to but know. But the biggest thing for me is that she plays Samantha Darko in Donnie Darko. Oh. Sometimes I doubt your commitment to Sparkle Motion, Josh. Oh, my goodness. She is Sparkle Motion. She is the little girl dancing. Wow, so before The Ring. Yes. Okay. The year before. That was 2001. Also the year before. She's Chihiro in Spirited Away. She's the voice in the English dubbing of Spirited Away. Wow. But in 2002, another incredible role for her is that she is the voice of Lilo in Lilo and Stitch. Oh, my good gravy. Yes. My girl worked. Wow. I hope she's just. Yes. She's the voice of Lilo, which is retired. She's retired. Parents yeah. need to steal all their money. And- yeah. <laughs> Put da- her in a well. Yeah. Her name is. Her name is. <laughs> Davy Chase, and Great it's man. spelled D A V E I G H. So I Davey. think that's Davy. Yeah, yeah, Davy Chase. And uh, it's funny because I just listened to the shout out. Just listened to the Bechdel cast of Lilo and Stitch. Great episode of oh. another podcast you might like and they didn't really talk about i didn't know that the voice of lilo was a white girl interesting yeah Yeah. but yeah yeah, so that's (laughs) that i mean she had a great two years that is wild. (laughs) a couple years when you think about it but yeah and yeah i mean she would have been in elementary school right i mean she was young. She was super young. She was born in 1990. So she was, yeah, 11 and 12. Whoa. So like 10, 10 when through. When these movies came out. Yeah. yeah. Um, But there's one more thing I do want to talk about with this movie. And we kind of mentioned it earlier. Mm-hmm. But there is a ton of creepy kid art in this movie. 
There is so, 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 so much. Aiden is so making much. Aiden's making a lot of creepy kid art. Mm-hmm. And throughout the movie, people are drawing like the ring hair on people randomly. <laughs> There's a lot of graffiti. I never thought about the ring hair. You're the ring absolutely... girl. It's Samara's hair. Yeah. I always thought it was them blacking out their faces. But you're right. It's her wet hair on their face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this movie is creepy, actually. Uh, <laughs> wow. No, but uh, there's a lot of creepy creepy uh, art. And I, I do want to know, listeners, tell us, should we try to put together the art from all the movies that we've watched in Mummy and Daddy at least? Would it make a good coffee table book? Do coffee table books get sold anymore? Do people buy coffee tables? I don't know. This is, these are we all ha- great questions. Listeners, please. Mummyxsteady at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Just reach out. Tell us if you think a compilation of k- creepy kid art from movies would be a fun thing to do. Yes. I've got four timestamps here in this movie for creepy kid art. Yeah. Including some creepy teen art at an hour and seven minutes teen art yeah there is uh i don't remember who did it i just have the note creepy teen art maybe it was a katie Katie flash no 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 not katie it's katie's friend who's still alive becca becca is she's doing some creepy teen art still that's right in the in the mental institution that she's in. that's right as they say the mental institution can i also just say before we move on we're not moving on we're here stop it i'll stop cancel me all right should I play that clip? Play it. You say she died three nights ago. Yeah, that's right. Aiden drew these last week. So incredible. Just incredible. This movie. And I had, did not remember that part of it when we said we should watch this for the show i really didn't remember any of no, that no no because it, it doesn't seem like part of the movie you know no it's like the video is the is the thing is the visual art element that right no this is, is a multimedia affair absolutely so but aunt monica's here with us and i just feel like she could weigh in about creepy kid art and like what what's the deal monica I am so excited to be on today to talk to you about children's art because believe it or not, this is something that I work with teachers on a lot. (sighs) Um, Do you want to write the intro for our coffee table book? I could. (laughs) I'd be happy to. So what I want to talk with you today is the concept of process art versus product art. Yes. Yes. So let's face it. If that teacher had had Aiden stick to making handprint turkeys. Yes. Or gluing the eyes onto the penguin. Right. We never would have found out. Yes. About Katie. Before or after she died. Right. So this teacher. That's right. Might have remained remained in the closet the whole time. As much guff as Rachel was giving the teacher, she's actually doing a great job because she's doing process. Process art. art. So I want to talk a little bit about the importance of process art versus product art. Okay. And process art really means having open-ended art experiences for children. 
you know process art is happening when mm. it includes dead bodies. No. When, <laughs> when it includes the opportunity, the max opportunity for children to express themselves. Mm. Yes. I just want to talk about why product art or a craftivity, if you will, why they can seem so popular even now, Mm -hmm. Um, especially if you go on Pinterest, Uh right? Uh, You'll find lots of teachers and parents really kind of wanting these things because it's what we all remember from school. You remember... Oh, my God. Um, you know, maybe, yeah. like, I have memories of getting everything, like, pre-cut for me. And right? all I had to do was glue it on. Art. Yeah. And it was art. <laughs> yeah, like cotton ball snowman. It's, you're saying it's partially, like, a nostalgia thing for the parents? 100. Mm-hmm. I, it's almost completely that. Because Ugh. people people kind of think of it as almost, like the only way to communicate to parents what their kids are learning. Right. So, you know, I know my letters because Mm -hmm. I decorated this D is for dinosaur Mm -hmm. uh, project or, um, you know, aesthetically in the classroom, you have a bulletin board with 20 of the same looking project. Right. And, um, one of the reasons why teachers and parents mm. like that kind of art is because it, like I said, is nostalgia and it it demonstrates learning and it just kind of connects with people that my kid actually like did something mm-hmm. during, yeah. during the day. Right. And teachers really like to do these types of activities because a lot of people assume it means that kids can follow directions. Right. So... Product art or or kind of like a craft art is familiar, Mm -hmm. but it is very strange because if you look at a bulletin board and you see 20 of the same penguin Mm -hmm. and then on the 21st penguin is your kid and the eyes are like Mm -hmm. on the feet, right? Very few parents look at that and say, oh, gosh, what a creative kid I have. Right, right. Right. They think, what is wrong with my kid that they can't Uh, follow directions? Oh, boy. Don't they know what a penguin looks like? Yeah, where do the eyes eyes belong? Oh, totally. Yeah. Or they think, why did the teacher help everyone else but not my kid? Mm -hmm. Oh, God. That would a brutal outcome. (laughs) <laughs> I remember I remember being so frustrated with this in preschool because there would be a lot of product art. And I remember even the teachers being so happy when Woo or Boo did something creative. And it's like, yeah, if you give them the space for it, they're that's all they want to do all day. That's like they mm. would just sit and draw and do their own thing. Yeah. Even first grade open house though was the that's the whole thing. It was an art show and it was like here are our sunset collages or whatever here is our you know like the animals we did and including some that were like i was looking at one i was like oh right i remember that was the one we got that's what we got sent home a bunch of pre-cut out pieces of paper Mm -hmm. it's because they wanted woo to finish Mm -hmm. his collage and he never did so it's like a half (laughs) of a collage 
And that was my takeaway from the open house. Yeah. I was like, oh yeah, he was sick that day. It's just so <laughs> weird. But yes, I this makes sense to me completely. Mm-hmm. And look, for sure, it's a spectrum. You you can take any activity and yeah. really take a look at it and think, how no. can I make this more creative? Like, I don't want to sit here and say there's something wrong about making a collage, yeah. a rainbow collage, especially if yeah. that is connected with your curriculum mm-hmm. and, you know, what you're learning about. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. However, that isn't necessarily art. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like, let's use art art or like crafts to learn sure but like let's also have art time where you're just like getting messy and like doing art that is yours absolutely so how do you know that process art is occurring in your classroom hopefully you're seeing an art shelf with uh, lots of different materials Mm -hmm. collage materials um, glue that the kids can use themselves oh yeah yeah um Perhaps even paint, yeah. uh, markers, crayons, all of that good stuff, but out on a low shelf where kids can kind of access it wherever they want. Yeah. Um, and hopefully there's yeah. evidence of that kind of art being hung up in the classroom. Mm-hmm. Because again, you know, that's kind of where th- that can be a little bit of a sticky point where kids' art that is more process gets sent home or yeah. maybe stuck in the cubby, but then the craft is on display. I actually tell teachers it's the opposite. Yeah. Send, send the, the, send the craft. If you're going to do a craft, like send, yeah. send that piece home. Yeah. Um, but displaying the more creative process right. driven art is um, going to actually encourage children and show that that kind of work and that kind of experience is valuable and valued in the classroom. Yeah. I love that. Uh. It's especially when you think about how much stuff is just like, even in art class, I, you know, art classes and that kind of educational side of it, you could see those lines quickly blurring where say it's like, Hey, we're learning about collage as a technique. And so the example is we're going to do collage sunsets. And so we have all these colors, but the kids can do what they want. You know, that can be graded on this or whatever. Mm -hmm. But that that's the thing. It's like that's the line, right? It's like, hey, we're all going to do the same project, not Mm -hmm. just like, hey, we're learning about it's all it's always usually that's usually the way it goes that we're going to do still life today. So here's some pieces of fruit that are on the counter and everyone's going to try to draw the fruit. And that's going to immediately make a kid go like, I can't draw the fruit or whatever, rather than be like, oh, I get it. We're just drawing a picture of something that we see, you know, that like doesn't move (laughs) of like an inanimate object. Or we're going to draw, go out and draw scenery. We're going to work with charcoal or something like that. Then just like let them go is like a hard thing to do because you're right. And you could see it immediately turning on a parent going like, what the fuck are we paying this art teacher for? They're not even teaching them anything. It's like, they're just letting them do what they want. Let the kid teach the class. And, yeah. and also, you know, this goes back to perhaps child temperament, uh, ch- just individual uh, characteristics of your child, but having an example mm-hmm. of the quote unquote right way to do something mm-hmm. is enough for children, some children, not all, but some children to think, well, my thing didn't look like the thing that the adult 
gifted. Right. Therefore, yep. I must not be very good mm-hmm. at art. Yeah. And really, their self-concept um, is actually affected by that product-driven yeah. right. art. I couldn't oh. get it quite right. It there doesn't quite look perf- like a penguin. You know, they yeah. know. <laughs> and they're like, ah. Yeah. I know the eyes go somewhere. Yeah, just I don't know. I'm not. <laughs> and one of my pet peeves is when, when, when teachers or parents say, "Well, how are they going to learn where the eyes go?" I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure they're going <laughs> to figure it out where the uh, eyes go, and it's not really sh- art shouldn't be a test of right. And then like look at, uh, and then you go and you think about like Pablo Picasso. What yeah. did his penguin look like, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I could actually just... draw like a photorealistic penguin. It's <laughs> the one thing you could do really <laughs> clearly. And that actually uh, was one of my favorite pieces of the kid art in the ring mm. was when you realize that it's her drawing from the bottom, like mm-hmm. the ring is her perspective. Yes. yes. And um, what a great example of using open-ended art to yes. convey your experience. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you where I am right now. Ah, <laughs> so. oh, amazing. Thank you, Aunt Monica. Oh, I love that. Love that so much. If you're interested in learning more about yes. Ooh, pro- we love this. process versus product art, I and also all many, many other early childhood related topics about um, encouraging expression and child and independence in children mm-hmm. I would love to recommend the ooey gooey lady she's at oh. ooey gooey.com oh, scary mm. good stuff and ooey gooey uh, lady she does um, do conferences and things that are open um, you can keep an eye out for but just her website alone uh, really is a great place of inspiration. Mm. You know, I think that's another piece with art. We all come to it with, am I good at this? Am I yeah. bad at it? You can go on Pinterest and think, I'm not a Pinterest mom. I can't provide art experiences. Right. But the ooey gooey lady really is someone to look at as an example of why providing those types of experiences for children is so important and that you don't have to be a professional or an artist to provide right. really enriching yeah. experiences. Yes. I love that. That's uh, really cool. I'm going to go on there because I'm realizing as we're talking about this that like I haven't done art art with the kids in a while. Like we bust out the watercolors to like make cards a lot. Yeah, it's true. And they it's very open-ended, but it's still like with the end of like, yeah, it's put a heart. In there it's funny. It is. <laughs> it is guided alone. Yeah, it's like process, but it is a product. It is mm-hmm. actually, but it, the art itself is whatever they want. But I'm. We used to do a lot of art when we were home for the shutdown. But like, we don't bust out the paint and you know more. Some more, yeah, some more like the messier stuff. Messier That's the stuff. Problem. And I think they like. I know, especially Boo, just like loves to get messy with paint and mm-hmm. and glue and stuff that's such a good thing it's true it's i think it's just recognizing and reckoning with like this is gonna be messy and it's gonna require some cleanup time mm-hmm. afterwards but like it's worth it for their yeah experience and it's and it especially because it's so hard to find things for them to do 
where they're feeling like self-motivated and free to do whatever, Mm -hmm. right? Like that's the dream. Every parent's always like, oh, like when you see the the boys are like playing well together and you're like, oh yes, score. They're just like in their own world and they're doing this thing. And like art can be that too, as long as then you're cool with like, yeah, I'll just like hose this down afterwards. Like, you know, this is just going to be like, let them just go off and not worry, have to worry about like, oh, did this drip on the rug? You know, try to create that space Mm -hmm. where like they can just, uh, yeah, create and, and mess with stuff is good, but it can be hard to, hard to do. And, confined spaces with messiverse does people yeah confined spaces like a well yeah all right should we rate this movie oh i mean yeah, we could i think we should right i think so we've talked and talked but now it's time oh wait i did want to say one more thing that i thought was so before we close the book on um the parenting stuff I was reading an interview with the cast and crew. So Gore Verbinski, the director, Naomi Watts, and uh, the guy who plays Noah. So hold on. (laughs) I think Samara had more credits than. (laughs) Martin Henderson. You know, he probably has like a, he probably has done a lot of stuff. He's very. Probably also on an NCI. No, no disrespect, but he's very generic looking guy. Um, he was in Smoke and Aces. Oh, I oh, saw that in, movie. He's an X. Okay, I've been wanting to see X. Yeah. All right. Anyway, so he, <laughs> they're interviewing him about the movie and he's like, you know, you just got to give children what they want or they may kill you. That was his takeaway what? of what this movie was about. And I was like, excuse me. <laughs> so do you, do you think this was improvised? I've seen you. When I'm in the yard school. You're there. You wish I was around more? No. You want to be around more? Rachel and I were... Young. Mom's told me that story. The thing is... I don't think I'd make a good father. Maybe it was because my own was such a disappointment. Thing is, I don't want anyone else to do it either. Be your father. It's a conundrum. It is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it, it is. is Martin Henderson. Yeah, it is. I feel like he really missed the point. I don't believe that's why Samara died. I don't believe that's what Aiden wanted. I just thought that was really funny that he was like, that's the moral of the story is. I don't know. You got to just give, keep feeding them. Just make the copy of the tape. I don't know. I, I, guess, I guess there's that. Anyway. All right. But let's read the movie. Let's read the movie, guys. Mm-hmm. It's time. It's time. Monica, how many red pens do you give the ring out of seven? Mm. I have to give it a six. Oh, six amazing. out of seven. Mm. 
Amazing. I hear you. I have a friend who watches this movie every year. Every year. Wait, no, really? Yes. <gasps> oh, wait. yes, wow. he do- he does, and uh, on an it anniversary scares. Of any kind? No, but it still to this day he uh, watches it as his like Halloween, as is one of his like oh, Halloween that's traditions. Nice. Yeah. So if you're listening, uh. I'm hoping he he did listen today because I Amazing. know that. Uh, I hope so too. It's one of his favorites. Yes, but maybe he didn't because he is too scared. <laughs> <laughs> Josh, how many red pens do you give this movie out of seven? Shoot, it's hard not to. I was sad I wasn't more scared by it on the second viewing. Mm-hmm. I hate to say that that is going to affect my score, but because I do think it is so original and like thoughtfully made at the time and everything else. And I I imagine it. I'd love to hear from people. If you just watch this for the first time for the show, that would be fantastic. I would just, yeah. Love to know kind of like where you're at with it. And I think it, it's doing a lot for the PG 13 uh, horror genre because Mm -hmm. it didn't require the things that would require an R rating Mm -hmm. to do its thing. It wasn't that like, because a lot of those, the problem is like, you're like, oh, it's like when you see there's a sci-fi movie that was at Sundance, you're like, well, I know you couldn't have really had the budget to make this to be the kind of sci-fi I'm interested in. <laughs> you know? yeah. And so you're like, okay, I'm but it's cute, but I'm all set. Uh, I think, I think this was very good. I, gosh, I'm still going to say five out of seven though, because I wasn't I knew you're gonna scared say now. Yeah. But it was better than bad. It's good. Yeah. What yeah. about you? I'm going to uh, I I'm going to I'm going to go I'm going to round up cuz I'm nice like that. I'm going to say 6 out of 7 because it is just historically it has its such a place in the canon and even though it's not scary on a rewatch, it was still so original. Yeah, it was so different. Yeah. So different from anything even now, the, there's the, the movies like this don't have the same kind of mood. No. This is a very moody film. Very moody. And they really stick to it. And I have to say, the horse put me over the edge of the boat oh, from, yeah, yeah. from the five to the six. Because I wasn't scared by the things I remember being scared by, but I had forgotten about the horse. Yes. And that part still scared me. And I remember being so scared by that in watching it in the movie theater and thinking at the time, what an idiot she was for doing that. It's for true. Being like, I'm just going to go pet this horse. What? Get away from the horse, you idiot. Like, <laughs> And I do love Naomi Watts in this movie also. Oh, she's so good. The best. Um, Monica. Yes. How many rain-soaked, rolled-up notes to your mom do you give the kids <laughs> of this movie? Out of... Oh, boy, out of 10, one for every ring you could have on your fingies. <laughs> I To grandmom, to I be think clear. I okay. have to give Aiden, Aiden a pretty solid eight. Mm-hmm. He, he has to deliver a lot of things that yeah. with a different kid could be a oh, yeah. little, like he uh-huh. really mm-hmm. um, kind of nails that like, kid who's been here before i'm a s- adult trapped in a kid's body mm-hmm. that yes, i yes. i think they were going for mm-hmm. 
Um, but old soul or on the spectrum yes. kind of yeah. like where you like kids who's kind of raised himself mm-hmm. as yes. kind of yes that like wise but which yeah. is why I think him being like alarmed and kind of also kind of independently grappling with her mm-hmm. and like not really going to the adults yeah. as much you know comes off as kind of believable mm-hmm. yeah um totally. and then you know <laughs> Samara Samara really isn't given a whole ton to do in this and I think that is something that I probably would have rated it a little higher Um, so I'm gonna also give I'll give her like a 7 out of 10 okay I like this because she she wasn't given a ton I mean she was a little she was creepy enough yeah creepy enough I think the I think the restraint is always good with that kind of thing. True, true. Yeah, all right, you're gonna stand there with your hair in front of your face, and even like the, the, you know, the footage of her archival footage from the mental institution. She's not like going nuts. No. Yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah, I think true. that that added to her mystique. Mm, so, what do you give the oh. kids? Um, I had like I said, I had totally forgotten about the kid. I had totally forgotten about Aiden in this movie. <laughs> In his art. And uh, I'm going to go 8 out of 10, too, because he was really good. Um, and because he was really good. That's a, That's a good excellent, score. excellent explanation of my score. No, yeah, I agree with everything that was said. I feel like he, it was believable that he had this connection to the ghost. And then, he, yeah, he's a super serious kid mm-hmm. who, you know, loves the word conundrum. And I see he was still kid-like, you know, like he wasn't yeah. so affected, you know? Yeah. How about you? I'm just going to go full on 10 out of 10. And oh it's really God. for Amber wow. Tamlin. Uh, her fake out of her friend Becca when she's amazing. Like, yeah. So she's good. Fake that they watched it, but she actually did watch it. Weird, weird uh, double cross. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> still, is she still married to David Cross? As far as I know. Yeah. Incredible. Mm-hmm. In incredible truly and everything you guys said about aiden that's great sure Mm, yeah but why not feel like they did the best of what they had yep well aiden was a little creep yeah but you know what aiden was a little creep monica is a creep for life life. but you know what don't be a creep (gasps) get in touch you can email us at mummyxsteady at gmail.com. We're on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at mummyxsteadypod. Visit us on the internet for show notes and more at mummyxsteady.com. And if you like what you hear, please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. And hey, tell a friend. Our theme music is by Kyle Andrews. Our logo was designed by Daryl Weinberg. Maggie Spaulding is the feeling of untucking your uniform shirt after a long day at school. Oh, God, it doesn't get any better than that. I think it was a Saturday. Bye! The North End, not the North End, the North End of Boston. That's right, guys, at a place you may have heard of called Regina's. Pizzeria Regina? Regina Pizza. Pizzeria Regina's. Regina's Pizza. Juicy Regina Sausage. Regina's. Regina's Pizza. Regina. Regina. He'll be okay.